I confess, I still watch the sex scene in Howard the Duck to get off. Oh. That is surprising, and I like it. I'm just thinking, of course you do. I mean, that's what it's there for. This podcast is intended for those 18 and over. If that's not you, please come back when you are of age. Thank you for listening to the Bedpost Confessions podcast. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin-based live storytelling series featuring smart, sexy stories. Between performers, we ask audience members to anonymously submit anything worthy of a confession, which is then read aloud by one of our producers. The performance you're about to hear was recorded on October 15th, 2014. Michelle Shalen shares her story, My Journey into the Sexual Sisterhood. Here is Michelle. I am a proud member of the Sexual Sisterhood. We are women who unapologetically own our sexuality. We are women who courageously rebuff the powerful cultural message of our society, the society that tells us to repress our sexuality. We are outspoken about the slut-shaming our society engages in, and we support other women to do the same. I love sex. I love having it. I love talking about it. I love watching porn, good porn. And I love looking at erotic photos and reading erotic stories. I love to hear what turns other people on. And I love to find new things that, dis- that, my, that discover my, that what my lover and I like. <laughs> I haven't always been this open about sex. In fact, for most of my adult life, it was quite difficult for me to communicate what I wanted and needed from any partner. For many years, my thinking and behavior was heavily influenced by the shame-based messages revolving around sex and how women should behave. I had very limited knowledge of what I liked, and what I did know what I liked and wanted and needed, I was uncomfortable asking for it. Even when I felt unsatisfied and wanted more, I felt selfish for asking for it, because it basically took a good deal of time to bring me to orgasm. So I basically just hoped the guy I was with would just find that elusive spot and figure out somewhere how to get me there. The first five years I had sex, I never once orgasmed. It gets better. (laughs) I didn't get what the big deal was. I mean, the main reason I engaged in sex at all was because I wanted so desperately to be loved and desired. I figured if men wanted to have sex with me, then I could find love there somewhere. At the age of 22... I finally had my first orgasm with a a new boyfriend who was an expert at licking pussy. Many men had never offered to give me head, but to my surprise and delight, this guy loved it. When I look back now, I am amazed how much bullshit I put up with from men. (laughs) Bullshit such as extreme selfishness not bothering to ask me what I liked, or even if I got off at all. Guys putting stay-hard cream on their dicks and not even giving me heads up when I'm going to give them a blowjob. Really bad. Tastes terrible. 
men wanting me to give them a blowjob after they tell me they don't like pussy. So my appropriate responses to this partic- these particular experiences should have been, what the fuck? <laughs> that was it? Well, you can forget about having this piece of ass again. And, hey, dude, think you could have given me a little warning here? Or wash your dick off and maybe then I'll give you a blowjob. But no, I just silently tolerated their selfishness, their thoughtlessness, and their lack of reciprocity and moved on to the next guy who often behaved the exact same way. I know what you may be thinking. She just picked a lot of shitty lovers. Agreed. I never really owned my sexuality, and because of this, I wasn't able to be sexually confident. That combined with a low self-esteem and a lack of self-respect meant that I was a virtual magnet for narcissists. Lucky me. (laughs) Fast forward to meeting to the love of my life, Rich, my husband of 25 years. The little hottie over there in the little shop table. (laughs) He is not only the best friend I ever had, but he is truly the best lover I've ever had. By far, he was a breath of fresh air after all the shitty lovers I'd had in the past. He is very loving, he is giving, he is skillful, and he is eager to please. He adores me, and he loves making me feel great. But mind reading? Just not in his skill set. And I was still unable to tell him what I wanted. Rich has always cared about my sexual fulfillment, but after trying for years to get me to loosen up and talk about what I liked and wanted, he got complacent like anyone would. And so we filed our sex under the category of decent sex. The great sex category for me stayed empty. Many years passed, And as they did, my interest in sex diminished somewhat because I wasn't getting fulfilled. I very much wanted to have sex with Rich, but I felt that something was missing. I asked him if he could be more passionate in his kissing and his lovemaking, and his response was, Well, it's tough to be passionate all the time with someone you've been together with for so many years. I felt deflated. Now, I know now that I could have been more direct. Instead of asking Rich to be passionate, what I should have asked for is exactly what I wanted. For him to be aggressive, forceful, maybe dominant. After all, it's my responsibility to determine what I need to achieve sexual pleasure, and it's my responsibility to convey that to my partner. I realize now that I could have asked him to tell me what he wanted too. I wanted to please him, but I had a hard time approaching the subject. He never asked for anything different, so I assumed he was fine. However, I never actually investigated what, how to please him. The extent of my sexual education was watching porn to figure out how to give a good blowjob. Ah. She's not sucking the entire time. Good. That gets tiring. She, 
She's licking the cock. She's licking his balls. And then some kind of twisty action with her hand at the same time. Cool. I stepped up and my man noticed. No further investigation needed, right? Then it happened. A couple of years ago, some Freds had been reading Fifty Shades of Grey, and they were all going on about it. I know, I know. There's been a lot, a whole lot said about this being a poorly written book. <laughs> But the way I see it is anything that opens up a door to a subject that isn't wildly discussed, I believe is a great thing. And let me tell you, this book blew the door wide open for me. <laughs> But we'll get to more of that in a minute. Rich bought me the trilogy as a birthday gift. Little did he know that it would change our life forever. <laughs> did I mention when I have a new interest, I dive in? Well, dive I did and dragged him along for the ride. I had never read anything like Fifty Shades before. Because of my lack of knowledge, I always assumed that any kink or fetish was all scary or weird or maybe even degrading or abusive. I never let myself explore it because of the taboo and the stigma attached to it. Fifty Shades was the marker of my baby steps in the BDSM. In the story, Anastasia, the lead character, is deeply conflicted by the sexapage that she and Christian Grey are engaged in. Because she's extremely turned on by them, she believes that there's something wrong with her. After all, she's a good girl and shouldn't enjoy such things. Christian asks her, Do you feel bad because you feel bad? Or do you feel bad because you think you should feel bad? That was like a lightning bolt of revelation for me. Although I wasn't conflicted about being turned on by the stuff, I was very surprised. And I think Rich was even more surprised than I was. <laughs> But lucky for me, he was all in and game for anything I wanted to try. <laughs> so this was the beginning of my sexual awakening. I couldn't get enough of this book. And I became a total addict for all kinds of erotic material. Since expressing what I liked and wanted to try had always been so difficult for me, I got creative. I started reading aloud to Rich some of the sex scenes that turned me on from the erotic books I was reading. I would be specific about what I liked, and then we would reenact the scenes together the next time we had sex. It was amazing. <laughs> Almost everything the characters did in the stories I wanted to try with Rich. <laughs> Bondage, blindfolds, crops, Sex toys, spanking, biting, flogging, and yes, even a little bit of anal play. Rich got to go where no man has ever gone before. <laughs> and a little surprise to both of us, I've got quite a greedy little ass. <laughs> I love the reenactments, and so did Rich. And the biggest surprise for both of us was I loved being submissive in sex. I am not submissive in any other area of my life. 
I'm totally turned me on to just let go and be completely dominated. It helped me get out of my head and a lot more into the, all, all the sensations of the sexual act. My husband and I joke about how he only gets to tell me what to do when I'm naked. Occasionally I hear him mumbling about how he wishes I was naked more often or his latest where he's playfully pulling at my clothes saying I'm naked beneath them. And so it is because of Fifty Shades that for the first time in my life, I am totally comfortable with telling my partner what I want. I can tell him the new things I want to try. I can tell them the things that feel good. And I can tell them what feels even better. And I am totally comfortable in asking for him what he wants and likes as well. Not only have I investigated all kinds of techniques to improve my skills with him, I've also researched many ways that I can pleasure myself when I'm alone. All of this exploration we have done together has brought us an even deeper bond to our relationship. The communication, the honesty, the vulnerability, the trust and the support as a couple, it's made us grow stronger as a couple than ever. And we are more in love than ever. We are in a third decade of a truly jubilant marriage. And now we can categorize our sex as great instead of decent. The whole experience has been incredibly empowering for me. I have finally owned my sexuality by taking responsibility for my pleasure instead of leaving it completely in the hands of someone else. And it is because of that that I count myself as a full-fledged member of the sexual sisterhood. As a result of this journey and the revelations I discovered along the way, I decided I want to help other women like me have the same experience, which is where the idea of Little Shop of O's came in. I thought creating this business was a perfect avenue for helping women along their paths of sexual self-discovery. Remember when I told you when I get a new interest, I dive in? Yeah, I went deep. I was recently asked what advice I would give my younger self about sex, and this was my answer. Don't let anyone define what is right or wrong for you. Judge for yourself and don't let anyone shame you. Give your sexuality the attention it deserves. Be open in exploring everything you're interested in and know you deserve to be on the receiving end of pleasure. And don't be shy about letting your partner know what you like and what you would like to try. And above all, enjoy, be safe, and have fun. Michelle Shalen is a sex blogger and entrepreneur. She's on a personal mission to spread a sex positive message and help other women feel empowered with their own sexuality. Michelle and her husband Rich own Little Shop of O's, an online sex positive community that shares fun, sexy information and entertaining tidbits for women, men and couples to assist them on their journey of sexual growth and exploration. More at littleshopofos.com.
Bed Post Confessions is produced by myself, Mia Martina of MiaOnTop.com, Julie Gillis of JulieGillis.com, Sadie Smythe of That's What Sadie Said.com, and managed by Sarah Henry of O Henry Events. Podcast audio production by Ian Danskin of Innuendo Studios. You can find links to all of our websites and more information about Bedpost Confessions at bedpostconfessions.com. You can also confess with us at Bedpost Confessions on Facebook and Bedpost Confess on Twitter. Until next time, we'll leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess we were running late, so he blow-dried my hair while I blew him. He's like... Hooray for efficiency. (laughs) That's good. This is a three-part confession. I confess, I put on a strap-on and fucked a girl for the first time. I never want to take it off. See next card. I confess, I got fucked by a strap-on for the first time and it was great. See next card. I confess, and I helped. 